I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode six of the AI Comic Pod. This week we're going to be talking about Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, it's myself and Stu here, as always. Good evening, Stu. Good evening, mate. And we're also delighted to be joined by Zach Forster this week. Hi, Zach. Hello there. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. So we've talked a lot about Civil War, and we talked a lot about Marvel in recent weeks. Um, but we were kind of desperate to get onto this at some point because it's one of our favourites. Both mine and Stu's, and we know Zach's a big fan. So uh, a little bit like in recent weeks, we're just going to cover the film. Uh, we've got a, a quick quiz to test Zach's knowledge a little bit here. And then, yeah, I think we'll probably touch on the Civil War because we're all quite excited about that. So as always, for anyone who hasn't seen the film, obviously spoiler warnings, but if you haven't seen it, then you need to go and watch it and stop being so daft. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a couple of people the other day saying, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch The Winter Soldier for the first time. I'm like... Where have you been for three years, for Christ's yeah, sake? Yeah, that, that's too long a gap. <laughs> it's too long a gap. No excuses. I personally, you know, it's one of my favourite films in the in the franchise, really. So, yeah, we've been excited to talk about this. So, Zach, we'll, we'll cue off with you, your quiz, mate, and hoping you achieve more than one and a half points <laughs> by gags in the first <laughs> couple of episodes. Straight into it. Um, yeah, no, no rest of the wicked, man. So, um, <laughs> So, right, let's start. So, question one. Uh, what symbol is on Bucky's metal prosthetic arm? Oh, um, is it like the sort of like Russian emblem with the sickle? And No, the, oh, is it the star? I think it's a red star. Correct, we'll, we'll, it is a we'll red star. We'll give you that, red star. We won't, we won't, we won't take your first answer. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Yes, off the board. <laughs> off the board. So, so you're already, you've only got half a point and you're eating. Yeah, <laughs> Gags is already sweating at this point. Um, <laughs> question two, uh, how does Steve escape the elevator after Hydra attempts to take him down? He, he does like um, a frog jump out the window with a shield through the glass. Boom. 
There you go. There you go. Gags is in the bottom, bottom of the table already. Bottom of the table. <laughs> this, this is, we'll, we'll say this is the first, this is only the second time we've quizzed anyone. Uh, Marco is due when we do the second part of the Walking Dead podcast. Um, question three. Uh, this was the first appearance by New Avenger, who's also got a cameo in Ant-Man. Name that Avenger. Uh, Falcon. Three out of three. Yeah. Arnim Zola is incorrectly identified by Steve as German. What's his actual nationality? Swiss. Oh, see, I thought you might oh. not get that one. Yeah. I thought you, I, I thought you might go Austrian. Right, well done. I was um, thinking Austrian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's four for four, mate. This is good going. Okay, so last one. Where does Steve leave the USB drive in the hospital? Um, in in the vending machine behind the hubba bubba things. Uh, well, you've that's right, and you've actually answered the bonus question, which was for a bonus point: what product does he hide it behind? <laughs> you you smashed it, man! Yeah. So, no yeah. way! You've yeah, actually you got, got six, six out of five. I'm such yeah. a geek! I'm so happy. Yeah, that's fine, man. We want geeks, you know. Gags just didn't live up to this, so yeah, man. Six for six. That is some. You are topping the leaderboard by some comfortable distance for probably some time now, actually. Yeah, I really have that. There is no prize. Oh. There is no prestige or anything like that. Oh, man, no, just I, prestige I'm, alone. I'm happy enough. It's fine. It's been known as a, as a geek that knows his, yeah, knows his film. That's fine. That's all good on our pod. So, right. So let's let's go back to when we watched it. So, Stu, what was your, your first experience of this film? I presume you were queued up like a fanboy, as yes, always. Yes, I was. I was there on... It was either the opening night or within about two or three days of it with my usual mandate accompanying friend Ian, as we, we always do comic films we, together. We've, we've heard lots about Ian as the yeah. last few weeks. I'm getting to know him well. You know? Yeah, whenever there's a comic book film, generally I've been to see it with Ian and Tom. Um, so we, we were there straight away. Leading up to it, I didn't actually know much about who the Winter Soldier was. I, I knew sort of his identity behind the mask but I didn't know much about how he came to be and what he'd been doing for like the previous 50 60 years so I didn't have much background knowledge to go into so I was I was very surprised by the way they took it and by how well received it was by me and by everyone else I thought it'd be another like oh so so he had an accident and he was kept on ice as well and he's had experiments done on him like it was a bit too close to Captain America but I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The fight scenes were outstanding. There's some brilliant... I said to um, to Michelle yesterday when she came in halfway through when I was re-watching it, and I was saying, Chris Evans is stuntman. I think that's possibly his best film in terms yeah. of the, the scenes that he's got, like the ones where right at the end where they're on the helicarriers. There's some insane stuff going on where he's flipping over giant crates of boxes and like kicking two people at the same time when he's in the air. Yeah, you know what's notable about this film? Um, I've read a bit about it. There's, there's hardly any CGI in this film. Right. So they've kind of tried to strip it back to kind of the basics of of, of how it would be in terms of an action film. And, and I think that shows quite a lot in this film. It's a little bit more edgy, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. More, more kind of, it's not dark as such, but it's it's certainly kind of, a bit grittier. It was. It was. Yeah. That. That. That's what surprised me when I first watched it. But what about yourself, Zach? What do you feel? Yeah. Um. I think. I think I watched Winter Soldier. Um. You know, the first night it was out, 
Um, I was really looking forward to it because when I uh, watched the first Captain America, I was kind of I didn't watch it in the cinema, and I was when I watched it, I was told to watch it, and um, I was sort of surprised by how much I liked it because I thought with Captain America being a guy that I didn't know much about at the time, so this is years ago, um, I didn't think I'd enjoy it. But um, second time round, I just thought. Yeah, I need to go because I enjoyed the, the first one so much, and I watched it straight away um, in the cinema with a few pals, with my nachos and my ice blast. You know, loving life. <laughs> yeah. A couple of the things that I uh, liked the most about the film was was the, I agree with Stu the fight scenes. Um, one of my favorite fight scenes is when that you know I think I think they're on a main road, they just been on the highway. You know, it's Captain yeah. America, Scarlett Johansson, uh, the Winter Soldier, and the sort of but the Winter Soldier's got his got his knife out, and yeah. I think Caps um, unarmed. And, like, the Winter Soldier goes to stab him, Captain America sort of blocks it, and he, like, drops his knife into the other hand and, like, goes again. I thought it was just, I thought, like, that was just really well choreographed. And um, the music as well that's, that, like, accompanies the Winter Soldier yeah. whenever he's sort of on screen. Like, it's, like, like Russian, like, moody. It's, like, and, like, action, action packs. It's pretty cool. It's and, really um, Darth Vader-like, isn't it? It really sets a tone with him. It's yeah, like he's, he's got his own little music. It, it sort of adds to the character. I thought it thought it was really cool. Yeah. And the Winter Soldier is probably my favourite villain so far. I think in the in the mm. MCU. So controversial, it, like, even better I, than Loki. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's you know that sort of like the mysterious shrouded nature of him to start with got me really interested in the character and the you know like he's like a Cold War relic and he's you know he was frozen on ice. He's he's sort of travelled on a similar path. To Captain America himself, so I thought it was. I, thought, I actually really liked um, the Winter Soldier as a villain. Yeah, it makes sense. I might go along with that actually. Yeah, because I know Loki is, is just brilliantly played by Tom Hiddleston. We we talked about this a lot, and he's got yeah, he's such good. a kind of deafness of touch, and he's he's really really funny. But yeah, I think Winter Soldier is is, is that kind of mysterious kind of mystique based character is is excellent. Um, that scene you were talking about. Um, it's probably my favourite scene in the film or one of, but um, with the, the fight scene on top of the bridge and it's just, it, like we said before about the CGI, it just feels a little bit more real, you know, it's, it's kind of, again they do like to play on the kind of real world settings in these films, but um, it's that's a heavy artillery fight as well. There's there's machine guns going off and um, yeah, there's the guy with the rail gun standing on top of it, oh, the car and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cap uses shield to redirect the bullets to take out some of the other guys. Yeah, and we're talking about sound effects that works obviously you know music before, but the sound effects on that when he's running up with a bullet and it's just just pinging off. Yeah, just awesome, man. I I really like that scene. Um, I mean the film. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't see this film at the cinema, which probably goes against oh. the AI comic book hand, you know, the handbook of the AI comic book. But it was, a, I think it was a time, it was something to do with the kids, but there was a time it just wasn't wasn't appropriate. And I just remember going, why have I not seen that? And then I've probably watched it like half a dozen times since, or probably more than that now. Because and when I first, I think I was a little bit underwhelmed by the first Captain America film. We talked about this before. I think it's a bit of a slow burner and having gone back to it a couple of times, I've enjoyed it a lot more. Um, so I wasn't as excited about this film in the sense that I just didn't know what to expect by it. I hadn't really had any of the kind of build up. I don't think I was in the same kind of, you know, mindset where now with civil war, it's just all hype because 
they they market it so well and they always have done but I just never really got the kind of buzz with Winter Soldier but it's probably one of the only ones that didn't but I absolutely loved it I it's 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 up there with you know we'll talk about that in a little bit about ranking of favorite kind of Marvel films or superhero films but it's up there with one of my favorites really and it's just different I think that the key with it is it's just such a different style of film and it's got a really good cast throughout as well as they always do um, but there's there's some quite bold scenes in it and it's quite a I think it's quite a direction change because it was was it after the Avengers and then yeah this was this was the third film of phase two yeah so th- this was only actually there was only one more film between this and Age of Ultron. I didn't realise. I thought this was right at the beginning. But there was only Guardians of the Galaxy and then it was yeah. Age of Ultron. So this was right at the end of of the, the Avengers portion of Phase 2. Yeah, and it does set a lot of scenes for the forthcoming you know, films because you know, we can talk about it in terms of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra kind of section and, and, and the demolishing of S.H.I.E.L.D. really in the film. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I mean, it, it nicely led into what became one of the major underlying stories of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist, it's now Hydra, it's always been Hydra and everything that all these people have worked for has pretty much been a lie since the war. Which, yeah, which is quite a big, I mean, that's a huge plot twist or, or subplot or whatever in, you know, that's going to carry on obviously you know, did into a, a you know Age of Ultron and, and continue on from there. So it's quite a big, big change. Um, and, and that's and kind the way of what... they do it as well. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the last few minutes where you're talking, an entire nation has had its its military secrets broadcast on the internet. It's it's a pretty sort of it's a scary thing. It's probably the kind of thing that some people actually worry about happening, isn't it? You know, do, can you ever really trust intelligence agencies? And sometimes you can't tell the good guys from the bad guys because of the way they do things. And yeah, and like M- Michelle was saying yesterday, when when she was watching it again, she was sort of saying, "Well, so Hydra and Shield pretty much want the same thing." And we were talking about it for for a bit, and we were like, "Yeah, they they actually do. What Hydra want in a way is a good thing, but they want to do it the wrong way, like that they're." Uh, Alexander Pierce says they're happy to sacrifice twenty million to sa- to save seven billion. Whereas obviously Shield don't want to sacrifice anyone. They would rather imprison people than just wipe them off the planet. Yeah, yeah, and that that falls into it. I, I remember reading that. I think the the directors felt it played out a little bit like a a seventies spy film, but in a kind of modern comic book setting. So I kind of get that whole kind of espionage and kind of darker secrets and, and the kind of, I don't know, you know, us against them aspect to the, of the U S and the kind of Russian elements to it. It's got a quite a good political undercurrent for, you know, subtle as, as it, as it can be. It's only a you know, Marvel film, but, um, but that's good. And, and I think that helped with, with casting Robert Redford as the, as the kind of, or the villain in it, you know, there's always going to kind of sub-villain, side-villain, because he's a pretty acclaimed actor for these style of films. And, he's, you know, to get someone of that calibre was quite a good good move in the film, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what about you, Zach? Any particular favourite scenes? We always do favourite scenes. I always love a favourite scene. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I already mentioned the one on, on, the, uh, on the highway. Um, one of my favourite scenes is actually when Cap sort of, like, saves... Bucky, or the Winter Soldier, he still is at this point. At this point, you know, from the the crashing helicarrier when it's getting blown to bits. Yeah, 
Um, and he sort of like lifts that huge metal girder off him, and like the Winter Soldier still hitting him, but Cap just just like, yeah, I'm not gonna fight you. you just kill me if you're gonna. Oh, if, if you're, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go down the this end of the line. Yeah, that, that is a deep line. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he just uh, and then he just whacks him off the ship. It's like, oh, ch- nice one, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he, you know, he saves him in the end, so he sort of made up for it. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty good scene. I don't know why, but I, I do like the um, the scenes where Agent Rumlow's in. I don't know why. I just feel like he's quite a. He just he just looks the part so much. Like, yeah, he, you know, yeah. sort of like the leader of Strike, the Strike team, and <laughs> just like you can see as like a bit of a needling personal vendetta against Cap at certain points. Like in the lift, for example, when he says it's not personal, but it obviously is. He's just yeah. like, you see his yeah, face. It's we, like we talked about red it. with anger. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about it in the past. I think he's really well played in this film. Mm, uh, I agree. And he's, he's quite a worthy advocate as well, you know, because it's not that easy to start. You know, Captain America isn't isn't Thor, isn't Hulk, but he's a hell of a strong guy to, to match up to. And um, yeah, he has some great scenes in this. And he, he's quite quite edgy he's got you know that kind of yeah he knows he's he knows he's under order but he's gonna break the rules if he has to do you know what i mean i like it i like it a lot yeah i mean you've already mentioned one of my favorite lines that one about i just want to let you know this isn't personal and caps like it, it kind of is yeah that, it kind of feels possibly it kind my, of feels personal <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite line in the whole film because it's like even when you know you're about to have a fight with like 10 guys, there's still room for a little zinger in there. And as we know, Rumlow's coming back now as the, not the main villain. He's like, as Rory's just said, he's like the sub villain in civil war, but now he's going to be crossbones. So he's going to have a big ass suit and loads of new weaponry. And it's going to be ice. He's horribly yeah. disfigured because we see him at the end. He somehow survives the, the helicarrier going through the building and his whole body is covered in burns, and he, I, I don't know from the comics what happens, but I don't know whether he gets like augmentations or upgrades on his body, or if it's just the suit. But he, he looks huge, and there's a, that that was actually, if I remember, that was one of the first scenes that was leaked from Civil War was the fight scene between Captain America and Crossbones. But yeah. since then, so much other stuff has come out, and we know that he's not the main villain. But no, I think you're right. Okay. He's he's very good, and he, he's it's got that nice thing that everyone likes in films where someone goes from friend to foe pretty much halfway through, doesn't he? Starts off and he's the the loyal member, and you know they're they're, they're all doing the ship mission together, and then all of a sudden you, you, it turns, doesn't it, when he asks him to come back to shield when he's in the hospital and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And he's like, no, we've got to go now. And obviously cap sort of senses. And he's like, yeah, something's gone on here. So he, he's, I, I like Rumlow. He's, he's really, really good. And he, he's a believable villain as well. Like he's like the, he's a proper military man, isn't he? He, he, he just takes his orders he doesn't. It doesn't matter that he's going up against Captain America. He was told he's got to do this, and he's going to do it with every last drop of blood that he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. And you know, I think there's some quite interesting relationships throughout the film. So yeah, I think the start of the film, he meets the Falcon, isn't it? And is pretty much the first scene. Uh, quite a famous line from that is "On, on your left,", left. Um, which we said it's not a very light-hearted film in comparison, but it's still got its moments, do you know what I mean? I think Falcon's portrayed pr- 
pretty well actually to be honest and and the guy was so keen to to get that part i've read a lot about yeah how many letters he was writing marvel anthony mackie, mackie really wanted to be in marvel universe and i think he does it justice it's a it's, it's a good role yeah and that that must have come across that enthusiasm because other people have done it haven't they there's been like tyrese gibson has been doing it trying to get in the the hopeful yeah. Green Lantern film, and it doesn't always work. But Anthony Mackie must have said or shown something, and he does do very well. Because I mean, Falcon again, he's he's not got any real powers. He's basically just a downgraded Iron Man, isn't he? He's just a normal guy. He's obviously got the military training, and he, he's he's a good fighter. But in terms of yeah. what he can do, once Winter Soldier breaks off one of his wings, that's it. I mean, he, he's out the game. So he's oh yeah. Exactly. When he, yeah, when he exactly. mobs him off and he, he just throws his parachute out. I mean, I'm surprised it takes them that long to take him out. So I, I would be interested to see if his suit in Civil War has now got any upgrades in it. Maybe if he's got like backup wings so that if one of them comes off, he's got a spare set, something like that. Yeah. It seems like the yeah, kind yeah. of thing that you would want to do knowing, well, Captain America needed me and I was on the floor. I, I don't know. It just seems like something everyone else seems to get upgrades like, Captain America in Age of Ultron, he's got that that magnetic return on the shield. And in this one, we saw Black Widow, she's got those shock bracelets. And then in Age of Ultron, I think, didn't she have like shock sticks or something that she was using? Yeah, yeah, she had something on Other people have had upgrades, and I'm hoping that Falcon's going to have upgraded his suit or his his visor or something you, you've got to think different. if he's an avenger you've got to think there's an upgrade in there there must be a stark upgrade yeah there's got to be a stark because they are stark products i remember yeah. the stark logos all over them yeah in in his, his brief cameo in ant-man he's obviously got the kind of visor in there which you know helps him yeah see things and then a little bit more clearly and he can enhance zoom and all the rest of it but that's nothing substantial do you know what i mean there's nothing to say he's i don't know worthy of of being a full Avenger just yet perhaps so yeah maybe an upgrade is due you touched on scarlett johansson again Another pretty prominent role for her in, we've talked a lot about standalone films for her, but yeah, again, she. this is where I thought there might be some kind of romance blooming with, with Cap, because it kind of leans that way a little bit, and you do wonder, but obviously Age of Ultron took it, took it a different way. Uh, what's your take, Zach? We've had a load of talk on, on Romanoff in the past. What's your, your feelings about her as a character in the film? Um, I do really like um, Agent Romanoff, to be honest. I think, you know, she's had this sort of like troubled past that we've not really, we've sort of like scratched the surface on it with a few scenes in Age of Ultron, but we've not really, you know, she's still got this like hidden past that we could definitely like flesh out a lot more. I think that's something to look forward to. Um, as to whether she, she, she um, she's like deserving of a solo film, I'm not entirely sure. Because I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't really know where it could go. I think Adrian Romanov would have a decent standalone film if it was perhaps a prequel to. Um, yeah, yeah, we we to, said to that. the universe. Yeah, because, we said it'd be quite cool you if know. they went back and revisited some of like the old missions that her and Hawkeye yeah. do, and and obviously her backstory, which you touched upon. I think that's the way to go with it. If you're going to go in a different direction, completely yeah. change it from the the current universe and, and head back to when she became what she became. Maybe, really. maybe you could also build on on a relationship with Nick Fury because 
obviously as we see in in the winter soldier she's she's like devastated when he when she thinks when she believes he's died yeah and like we'd like to, obviously we as we as fans would maybe we'd like to see how that relationship developed you know earlier on maybe yeah, a decade earlier for example that's, that's a, really that, that's a shout idea. Yeah, that's a shout. I'd, I'd be I interested think to see that. Fury's got more to to offer, to be honest. Yeah, because he, he doesn't trust a lot of people, does he? The only few people no. he really seems to trust is Black Widow and Maria Hill. So yeah. that that would be really interesting if you could go back to sort of the moment where she turned from the Soviets to Shield, like how that happened. Because in my mind, there must have been some kind of mission where she realised that all of a sudden she was one of the bad guys. And then maybe Fury's, Fury's extended an olive branch to her and said, "Look, we like your skills. Yeah. You know, we want you to come and work for us instead." But we we love. I, I was never a massive fan of Scarlett Johansson before these films, but we love the character, and this for me is probably her best film. Yeah, on on a personal level, as Natasha, but then as the Black Widow, she comes on leaps and bounds, probably more personally than professionally. But that for anyone that hasn't seen it, if, if anyone is interested in the backstory of Black Widow, a bit of it is actually explained in Agent Carter, which, is was, it? which was on. Yeah, they, it doesn't oh, mention it? Black Widow, but you see another girl who's a Russian spy from that time because Agent Carter is set after Captain America has been lost in the ice. So they assume he's dead. And it, there's another girl in there who's been part of that same program. And so it, it just gives you a little bit more of an insight into the conditions that the girls were raised in. And it's really, I think there's maybe one or two episodes that sort of look into it. I think, you know what they could do with it, and it probably won't happen, but if they went along the lines of, of, of this style of film, but maybe done in the kind of Netflix Marvel kind of style of very dark very edgy i think it would have I, to I be. think that would work yeah it, it, if you look at the narratives of it these are kids that are taken at a very young age they're yeah. chained to their beds at night so they've got no freedom we obviously know about the quote graduation ceremony where they're sterilized oh, before Christ. they can become an agent so they're they're dehumanized it's a bit like the Born Identity, actually. If you watch Born Ultimatum, there's a kind of that kind of undercurrent psychological yeah. damage that's been done. It's it's got that about it. I think if they could really, they could really do well with it. I that, just, that would I I think that would that would work better than a film because a film would have to be family friendly, and it would well, be difficult to talk about the psychological abuse. Friendly, friendly. <laughs> Okay, unless you made it a ridiculously high rating. <laughs> it would have to be at least a 15, if not an I think, 18. I think that's why I kind of mentioned the, the, the Netflix element of it, because Netflix you know, would be perfect. Jessica Jones has got an element of, of Romanoff about her, you know. Um, and oh, yeah. You can see that in that style, and obviously Daredevil's quite dark, well, extremely dark as well. Um, and that might work, actually, if, if they don't want to do it as a big release, that there could be a an element of, of something on on a smaller scale. But I, I think that could work. You, you talked about Nick Fury before. Pretty big film for his character, actually, and, and obviously his, his involvement and role in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Steve, what do you reckon? First of all, I love, always love Samuel L. Jackson. It's hard not to. He's absolutely brilliant. Does he do enough in these films, though, right? Because he... I think does he, he does get, in this Does he one. get enough? Like, my thing with him... 
I've always liked Samuel L. Jackson. He obviously has picked some shocking films, picked some wonderful films over his career. But if he's not pushed, I don't know if he always delivers. And I've not ever been quite fully on board with Nick Fury as a, as a character. I don't always think there's enough there for me. But I, I think the reason I think the reason this one because it delves again, it, it really goes into his personal nature, and it, it, he does get some good zingers and. Even though he's obviously close to to Black Widow, but he doesn't even trust her enough to tell her about his plot. He literally seems to trust as many people as he can count on one hand, and and that's it. So it, it, I I like it. I mean, I think Nick Fury suffered a little bit of damage with the um, the way he's been previously portrayed. Do I have to mention it? Mention it. Oh, I've actually forgotten it. So I feel like a bit of an idiot now. Wasn't he played by David Hasselhoff? Yeah, Nick Nick. He was in a was it? I think it was a film, but I don't know whether it was actually released. I think it was called Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it was played <laughs> by David Hasselhoff. So he's there and he's got the eye patch and he just looked wrong. He did. He doesn't look... Oh, I think I've seen stills of that. He, he doesn't Christ. look grisly. You know, he, he looks... I mean, David Hasselhoff is a very chiselled man, isn't he? Oh, Hasselhoff in anything. Oh, oh, Jesus, that'd be shocking. Exactly. So, I think, yeah, and obviously one of the scenes we've not talked about, um, he gets pinned down in his car. I think that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, that that's a boss scene. That absolutely brilliant. The way he, he's arguing with his, his onboard computer about the countermeasures and some really good one-handed driving. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing that. It's pretty cool. I think he asks his... Um, Argument with the car, what's working? Oh yeah, the um, air conditioning. <laughs> and he said, he said next to nothing or whatever. They just keep going back and forward, and said the air conditioning is fully functional or something. So it's it's, it's moving back a bit because I'm trying to kind of remember all the prominent scenes. And um, one of the the early mission scene where they're on the boat is is pretty damn awesome as well. Zach, do you remember that? Yeah, definitely. Um, what's it called? The the Laurentian the, star. The Laurentian star. Nice. So well, uh, I did only yeah. watch it yesterday. Yeah. Well, true enough. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good scene. I like my favorite part about that bit was um was that was it actually Agent Romanov sort of like dis- like using a guy as a counterbalance while she descends down like the bowels of the ship with oh, a yeah. pistols and she's just taking people out like left right center. That's a far as pretty cool scene. And then you've got like Cap's little little. Uh, Dancing fight with, but is it called Bar Bartrock or Bartok? I can't remember really pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty damn cool fight. French he's a very he's a very French man. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and he, you know he, he's got his little dancing fighting technique. I thought that was pretty pretty cool scene. That me. that scene to me plays a bit like if you if you're a gamer, it plays a lot like a, a first person shooter because there's a lot of games that have a level on a boat. It's it's a classic <laughs> yeah. classic yeah. setup on a it's Call like of Duty. Duty Four, yeah, yeah. It, it just Wet plays work. it plays a bit like that, doesn't it? You know, and I, I like yeah, that. Definitely. And, and you know, we talked about the way it's shot, um, and that's why it feels quite real. That's like that's one of the scenes, along with the fight scene on the on the road. Helicarrier comes into play. It changes perspective a little bit, but it's still got it. Still feels really cool. Um, in your quiz. Uh, Talked about jumping out the, the elevator window. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he get a bike at that point? I can't quite remember it. Yeah, he goes to the garage and steals a bike to get across the bridge, doesn't he? 
Yeah, and the then one of the um, the Queen jets yeah. is on the bridge trying to uh, trying to stop him. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he shields the crap out of it. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that was missing from that to make it pure cheese is when he's beat, when he's finished destroying the jet as if he jumps down and lands on the bike, which has somehow carried on moving. But <laughs> thankfully, they avoided going full cheese. They, on that they did go full, not quite full cheese, but yeah, you got to love. I mean. I think a Captain America, you know, I think we'll talk about where it ranks a little bit now. I think it's a good kind of point to do that. So of your, we'll just do Marvel, of your kind of top five Marvel films, is this up near the top, Stu? Um, it's probably, out of all of them that have been out so far, it's probably top three. I'd, I'd go along with that. I, I was very, very happy. I actually really liked the first Captain America film, so I thought this was going to struggle a little bit, but it didn't. It absolutely blew it out the water, and having watched it again yesterday for at least the eighth or ninth time, I always appreciate it more, and every time I watch it, I'm convinced that it's better than the last time I saw it. Yeah, I I said that about the first Captain America film. It it shocked me that it's got a more, it's a bit of a slow burner. I remember watching the first Avengers and just been hit like completely instantly um i think it 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 sneaks my top three as well actually um probably probably behind avengers and guardians of the galaxy but it's it's definitely up there it really did surprise me i do i rate the cat films slightly over iron man i just think i like the character a little bit more which is quite bold but you know it's all personal taste. I'd, I'd say I like that. I like Winter Soldier more than any of the Captain, more of any of the Iron Man films by a mile. Yeah. Which is saying a lot though, because there's some pretty quality films in yeah. there. But what about yourself, Zach? Well, I think it's quite difficult to think because I haven't really been to a Marvel film that I've not enjoyed. Um, True. I think num- number one is definitely Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I'm I'm going for top two for me. Winter Soldier second. Fair enough. Um, then uh, Avengers Assemble. Nice. Age of Ultron, and then the first Iron Man. That's a pretty good list, man. Yeah, pretty good. I think I just think the Winter Soldier, and I I, I love the Winter Soldier, but uh, you just mentioned then that you enjoyed this film above any of the Iron Man ones. I think the Winter Soldier has an advantage over like Iron Man one and two because it was released like a bit, you know, oh, I agree with matured that. a bit more, and yeah. like as in as the studio and sort of like you know got more experience and they know how to bring a good film together. I am Iron Man one was was a top film. Like, I re- really enjoyed that. Um, Iron Man two is pretty good as well, but Iron Man three. You know, I, I really didn't like that film. I think it really struggled. I think that's, in fact, that's the only MCU one that I didn't watch in cinemas. Right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. I mean, we talked about Iron Man 3 before. The the only major redeeming feature is Ben Kingsley's uh, character in that film, which I think says. But other than that, yeah, I, I think it struggles a little bit. And I wasn't that keen on the second Iron Man film. I think we're, we're primed for a break, so give us a couple of secs and we'll be back. You're listening to the Enfield in this podcast channel. The Enfield Index Podcast Channel. The Enfield Index Podcast Channel. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we're back. So we're discussing the Winter Soldier, our feelings about it and how it ranks in the, in the kind of Marvel universe. Uh, we all love it, if you can't tell already, to be honest, So, um, which is not uncommon for us in Marvel films, because it's what you get used to on this pod. Um, we are going to have to change things up one time and do a negative one, stuff yeah. that we don't like, but I don't think it's going to be an hour. And I don't think many people will listen to it, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try our best. Um, an hour would be tough, yeah, because we, we are big Marvel fans. We could um, probably talk about Iron Man 3 for an hour. Yeah, I think we could get an hour at that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think something that just touched on, which which is massively relevant with, and I always bang on about directing, and people are probably sick of it. But I think what what Marvel have done in terms of, of building this franchise is, like Zach said, they've they've just got better. You know, they they've got more mature, um, they've got more established probably effects teams in there. Um, and there's more development that probably goes into the films, uh, more of an understanding of where they're going to play out in the future. And I think Winter Soldier for me was the was a slight game changer because, you know, I love Avengers and I love those style of films, but I do think you have to offset it with a slightly darker undercurrent. And, and to, to do that and then be so successful and achieve such a, a kind of positive film because this ranks really well. Every like critics love the Winter Soldier, um, fans obviously loved it, and it was a massive, massive blockbuster that year. Um, but it's still not always that easy to get right. You know, we've talked about films that have failed in the past, um, and this certainly wasn't one of them. Stu, where do you reckon in terms of direction? So obviously we're moving. We'll come back to this. There's a little bit more to touch on, but moving towards Civil War now. What kind of feelings do you get do you think it'd be more of a big blockbuster marvel-esque you know like avengers-esque or do you think it'll put some twists in there and have a bit of winter soldier to it i think it's probably gonna do a little bit of both they've got to have that that dark undercurrent because you're now going to be talking about the world's greatest soldier the man that was previously the poster child for the americans in the war now almost turning his back on the government because the government wants to shackle him and he's, he's turning his back on all of his friends because he's got to protect his best friend. 
and that there's got to be that grittiness to it because if they just tried to make it you know put that that sheen over the top of it the winter soldier is going to lose his edge because he is still he's an assassin that's been credited with dozens and dozens of high profile kills over the last you know oh. six decades that they, they can't wash that away I mean, and he's psychologically damaged. Yeah, you know? he, like and every he, time he oh. starts getting his memory back, they just electrocute his brain to fry the memories out of him. So he's been Crazy. abused for decades. He's obviously he, he pretty much died. We still don't know what Zola did to him that allowed him to survive that gigantic drop off the train. And Steve actually covers it in the film, doesn't he? He said, well, Zola experimented on him when they were captured. He must have done something. I actually hope we find out what he's done. Maybe he was able to recreate the super soldier serum up to a point that made him a little bit more resilient where a fall like that didn't kill him, even though his arm fell off. Yeah, there's got to be a darkness to it, but we've already seen from the trailer, it looks like it's going to be the Winter Soldier about 10 times bigger, the cast, the fight scenes are going to be so much grander. There's going to be a lot more explosions. There's going to be. It looks like there's going to be so much going on on screen at any one time. But then I still think we're going to get those contrasted with. There's just the bits where it's Steve and Bucky, and they'll be out of their uniforms, and it'll just be like two kids from Brooklyn reminiscing about the way things used to be before everything got all scary and complicated. In the I I sincerely hope they do that actually, because it, a film with that many characters in it. And obviously, new introductions. We talked about this before. Uh, Spider-Man's cameo and, and the other new introductions into the kind of franchise, and, and obviously all you know, Scarlet Witch is in it as well. And, and there's going to be so many cast in there that you do wonder. We, we said before, hopefully they'll get the the balance of the screen time, the balance of the action with some strong dialogue. Because I think this film. You know, we talked about the action scenes, but the dialogue's great in this film. It's a, it's a much, it's it's quite heavy dialogue-based film, which which I like about it. What about yourself, Zach? Which direction do you reckon? Um, definitely, uh, I think one of the things that Marvel have got right um, so far in with with this universe is that there is a really nice blend of uh, like cool action, well choreographed action, nice dialogue. Um, sort of relationship and character development and also you know a little bit of humor just thrown into to spice it up a bit so i, I hope they, they continue on that trend but obviously with the captain america films as as you both mentioned that there needs to be like that dark undercurrent of like you know psychology and like who to trust now because like our worlds are falling apart like the things that we thought we were defending are actually the things that we should have been attacking you know so like that that sort of mistrust needs to stay in it because because it is a captain america film i think i think i think this film's sort of going to be like a like a mini avengers film in into not because obviously they're they're um they're not they're not together facing off against a huge enemy just just the fact because it's such a massive cast you know we've got You've got Scarlet Witch, we've got Black Panther coming, we've got Spider-Man coming, we've got Iron Man War Machines coming back, obviously the Cap and Winter Soldier, Falcons in it. So we've got a huge There's cast. a lot of people in it, a yeah, lot. It is. Yeah, there is. Obviously we've got Rumlaw coming back as Crossbones, as we mentioned before, so... It's gonna be um, it's gonna be a, hu- a huge one. I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm so I'm so hyped for it. When, when um, they announced it, um, the film, I didn't actually know a lot about it. All I knew was is that people who were you know sort of mo- sort of more clued up on the comics than I was, they they were hyping it up, saying that this is one of the best comic book stories Marvel ever produced. Yeah. And, um, 
So I, I obviously, as someone who didn't know, I was really intrigued by this and was was like immediately hyped. So I've I've done a bit of a reading up on it. Um, not, not I don't think so much just to, to spoil it for myself. Um, I didn't read anything up on the Winter Soldier when when that was announced, simply because I don't think when those trailers sort of came out or when that announcement was made, I wasn't completely, you know, not completely into into the MCU. Like I was, I definitely nah, seen it I think film. it's gone up a notch, hasn't it? It's, it's yeah, like the hype's just continued to, to grow. I mean, like I've watched the Winter Soldier, uh, sorry, the um, Civil War trailer at least. 15 times yes it's just sick like the the bit like the bit at the end of the trailer where uh, Robert Downey Jr. says uh, so was I when Cap says uh, Buck is his friend and then it just like cuts into big grand music and Winter Soldier are just battering Iron Man and the switch is the shield yeah he just hits him with the shield it cuts to black uh, cuts to Civil War it's just like oh my god that fight scene is going to be insane it is and we've not even seen Spider-Man yet no no we're a bit um, we're, we're slightly anti <laughs> Superman and Spider-Man on this part. Yeah. Not because we don't think it could work, because we hope they get it right. We just think that Sony have kind of maybe done Spider-Man a bit of a disservice in the last few years. I, I, yeah, but Marvel are going to get it right. I'm, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, they are. I'm confident Marvel will get Spider-Man right, but I don't think we'll see him much in any of the trailers. I think it's going to be nothing or we'll see him in the very very last one and it could yeah. literally be a cityscape and then you'll see a shadow swinging across a rooftop i would like it to be that because they've got to keep something back for the film or even if you see him in darkness and you never see the suit because there's a big deal being made of what spider-man's suit going to be like is it the original rumor was that he was going to be wearing like tracky bottoms and a hoodie and it's oh, not going to be a, no, a, a fully be developed no, 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 no. Spider-Man suit, but they've poo-pooed that a little bit, and it looks <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be a suit, but well, it's not going to be as refined. In, in the comics, uh, Stark gives him a suit, doesn't he? He gets the Iron so, Spider suit. But they, so they, yeah. they, maybe they'll not, sort of go down that homage, like pay a little tribute. They, they might do. Iron do you know what? I think they'll do that. Yeah. I think that'll be a post-credit scene. Like, like we saw at the end of Ant-Man, where you got the second one where Hope gets the, the Wasp suit. I think you'll see Tony's going to take Peter Parker down to a little room in Stark and he's going to be like, look, I've got a little present for you, kid. And then you're going to see a wall slide back and he's going to be like, oh my God. And you'll just see it for two, three seconds and then it'll cut. Because I, I don't see how they could introduce Spider-Man. The rest of these heroes don't know him. And then all of a sudden, Tony decides that he's got enough time in the middle of all this yeah, to I go away you. and work on a suit for him. Okay, yeah, I think, they, I think they've got to. It, it's one of the biggest things. I, I, my mate Ian, again, he's the big Marvel fan in my world. And he was, when I was saying I don't want Spider Man in it, he said, look, Civil War will not work if Spider Man isn't in it. He is the middle ground between the two extremes, and he's got to be in it. Otherwise, the story doesn't make sense. That's good. Yeah, no, that's good because I didn't want them to bring him in from a from a, a point of view of it's Spider Man. People love him. We just want him back on board in terms of the Marvel element of it. I, I wanted it to work, and you know, I, I'm a massive advocate. I mean, you know, Spider Man is done correctly, and obviously, there's we talked about the kind of you know interplay between him and, and Tony Stark and, and Downey Jr. How that'll play out because they're both quite comedic. You know styles in terms of you know Spider-Man traditionally. So uh, yeah, I'd be interested by it, and and obviously everyone uh, is excited to see Black Panther. Um, oh god, yeah, he he looks the my biggest highlight from the trailer is 
how perfect he looks. He looks, he looks absolutely Yeah, he looks so good. good. I'd never heard of Black Panther, literally. This is how much of, like, I'm not a big comic book guy. I'm just sort of, like... The, the you know the noob who, who watches the films. But, mate, 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 I'm, like, I'm, I'm on that phase. <laughs> so yeah, when when the film was announced, the actual Black Panther solo film, like as soon as that was announced, I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. Wait, who's that? So like, I went, I went you know, I went straight onto Google and like just read loads about him, and he sounds like an absolutely cool cool guy and i was it, hyped to see his suit it's so good it's an amazing he's a really weird story it's like a bit of a blend of of the mystical and of the of the science but the, the way they've done it they always seem to depict the characters visually well that winter soldier is my favorite captain america suit where he looks more armored than anything yeah. else he really like the, the, there's what I w- there was one bit i actually meant to mention before they went down a more realistic route in terms of some of the heroes actually get shot. When the, the, road, the road scene, Romanov gets shot through the shoulder and she sort of cowers behind a car and it looks like she's going into shock. And then right at the end on the last helicarrier, Winter Soldier puts three or four bullets into Cap and you see him sitting on the floor and he's bleeding heavily from his stomach. And I think that's got the added realism of that really hammers home that not everyone is bulletproof or a god or wearing, you know, an iron suit. Some of them can be killed by relatively normal things. Yeah, I hope with this film, I mean, we, we talked a little about the rumours and stuff and, and maybe someone, you know, significant does does die in the film. But It looks like it. I know, but they, they will make it look like it looks like it. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're quite clever with that. They, they will play on that. Well, they um, did with Age of Ultron, didn't they? didn't they? And we all got it wrong. No, yeah, no one, yeah, yeah. everyone thought it was going to be um, okay. Hawkeye that was going down. Everyone did. I'd read so many different fan theories and blogs. And well, they were clever. They were clever because you watch the film and it leads all the way through like he's going to die. Oh, here's his family. Here's They're going to be devastated. Here's yeah. his kids. Here's his wife. She's pregnant. She's going to die. It, it, you know, it, it's it was like, the archetypal death story. Look how great his life is. You're dead. Yeah. So yeah. they're, they're, that, they're obviously the building this up now. It looks like Rhodey is the one to die, but I don't think he will because I think he's going to be the, the the suited Avenger for it, it, um, It's too Thanos. obvious in the trailer. Yeah, it's it, too obvious. It's he, too he's obvious. going to be. I, I've mentioned my theory before about the Infinity Wars. Yeah. I think it's going to be the new Avengers. So Scarlet Witch, War Machine, Cap, Widow, and then in the second part, Thor. Steve Rogers as Cap will come back and you'll get like the new Avengers with the classic Avengers both joining forces. So yeah, they, they've they talked recently about how many characters are going to be in it. It's like 67 is the talk over the two films. It's, um, I mean, that I don't even know Guardians, how they're going to do that it. includes uh, Doctor Strange, I'm sure. Um, is Ant-Man in this film? In Civil Ant- War? Ant-Man's in, I think Ant-Man being in Civil War is probably going to be his induction into the Avengers, so I think he will be one of the new Avengers. But you I'd never be know. interested by that a lot. Paul because Paul Rudd, I'm sure, has signed like a six-film deal. So Paul wow. Rudd's probably... We, we, I think we mentioned it on the last one about the, the changing of the guard. About We're seeing less now of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, maybe even less Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy well, Renner. And we, Disney, we are going to see Disney the new chairman ones. said today that we better get used to Marvel films because they're going to make them for life. Yeah, yeah. and he's right. I mean, the, the, it's the reason why we wanted to do this pod. It's a never-ending franchise 
that's not going to slow down. It's only ever going to get bigger. Comics have nearly died before and they've always come back. There's always peaks and troughs with comics. So I just think technologies, I think technology and imagination is kind of combined well, you know, like we were saying about, as I kind of aptly put that they, they are developed to the point where the films are developing and, and, and the cinemas are, are bringing in the big numbers. Do you know what I mean? No one's going to slow down making Star Wars films or Marvel films or, you know, DC are going to stop, even though they, they might not always get it right, but they're not going to stop because these are the things that are making money. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. there might be other big films and big releases and, you know, they'll always make indie films and all the rest of it. But these are the ones, you know, cinemas, these films have brought cinema back a little bit because it was, it was struggling for a long time and audiences weren't really there. But some of the, the grosses on these films are just through the roof. I mean, this made $750 million worldwide. Yeah, something. right. I just looked at this and it cost a meagre 170 with pennies. In, in comparison to what it made, yeah, we talked about films and if they're turning over six, seven, eight times their, their budget, they're doing great guns, you know, and they're not going to stop because they're making huge money. And that's not even merchandise and that's not even, you know, post-sale releases and Blu-rays and the rest of it. So, yeah, th- this isn't going to stop. It's not going to slow yeah. down anytime soon. So I do think they have to plan for, for post the last two Avengers films because there's got to be a lot exactly. more order. I think um, one of my sorry to cut you off, but one of my yeah, like, biggest for hopes for, for this universe is, is sort of like that they don't sort of just you know swing an axe and just cut it off. Like I, I've I, I've not obviously I've said a million times I'm not a comic book expert, but apparently like sometime in the comics, um, Bucky Barnes ends up being Captain America. So like it, if, does, if yeah. Chris Ev- if if Chris Evans you know is not of the mind to sign a new contract, even if it's just a rolling one. Like, just phase him out of Cap's, you know, suit and bring and try and bring Bucky Barnes into it. You know, don't, try and keep it sort of rolling. Don't just like put a, don't put a new actor in just because you didn't plan it right. And yeah, and, that'd be awful. You know, your act your actors just like thought, you know what, fuck this, I can't be asked doing another one. So like, it's, this planning needs to be like absolutely watertight. And like, as you say, like phase out the old Avengers, bring in the new Avengers, and then. Um, what's what's that thing called where they go, where where um, Inhumans like and then if you if you want to you know bring Inhumans into it sort of thing as a as a new group to yeah. keep it fresh Don't and then Guardians of the Galaxy can for... do similar stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? We we said about the Doctor Strange film coming out and that'll maybe play in with Scarlet Witch and other stuff like that. Um, but but just we, we... just mentioning Chris Evans, I mean he's he said a couple of years ago that he was signed on for a huge deal. Now as it stands, I think he's only got two films left which is Civil War and one of the um, the Infinity War um, films I don't think he'll do more than that I, 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 don't, I don't think, think he will because originally he said he said he was going to retire from acting and focus on directing but since Age of Ultron he's then backtracked on it and said well if the right new contract offer comes up but I yeah, sort of I, as much as I like him and he, he is now We've said the past, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Chris Evans is Captain America now. He is Steve Rogers. But in the comics, it's not just Bucky. At the minute, it's actually Falcon is Captain America. So if they want to catch up, they really should pass the shield. And I think that that might happen in the first 
Infinity Wars. I think we won't see Chris Evans in that one. Bucky will the be there o- as Captain America. The only reason I said it to be uh, go to Bucky Barnes, sorry, is is that it's, you know in the Civil War trailer, it's sort of foreshadowed in the fact that you know Bucky Barnes does hand, he, he like handles Cap Shield like yeah. he, he, he yeah. like, uses it to the same effect as as um as Cap is doing. You know, like he's throwing it, he's like playing little one twos with with uh with Captain America. So I think it's you know the only reason I mentioned that is because he sort of like seems to have the tools and yeah. Disney seems to be like yeah. foreshadowing it you know for the future and they, they, I, think they the I, had, as well. I think they'll cover their bases a little bit because we, we mm. say that they're quite pre-prepared in what they're going to do in the longer term but these contracts do you know hamstring them a little bit because actors can decide that look you know enough is enough I'm quite typecast I need to change it up a bit um, well so, Sebastian Stan is actually when he when he first signed up he was signed up for nine films and Civil War will only be his third. So just thinking logistically, he's got to at some point become Captain America because they can't keep Bucky slash the Winter Soldier going on for six more films. No, no, so no. So ju- just purely not. on a numbers thing. But to, to go back to Zach's point, they did actually tease the shield thing as well in the Winter Soldier. He, oh, did, yeah. he uses the shield a couple of times. There's the bit where he yeah. catches it on the roof and he throws it just after they've shot Fury. And then on that brilliant road fight scene, he, yeah. um, he, he takes it and throws it, it back. That arm as well, he's just got that so arm, it, Visually, it's, it's just, brilliant. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm amazed they did it so well, actually, because I was just... It, he does look... He does look genuinely perfect in that role. It, they've really, really got that that bang, bang, bang on. And yeah, we, we said about the torture scenes and uh, how it played out a little bit. And yeah, the, the film as well, Winter Soldier, is is a fantastic film. I mean, we, we've kind of covered it pretty extensively, but it's up there kind of with one of our best. And I, I just hope Civil War, you know, still plays to its predecessors strong points because you've got to look at the first two Captain America films and think they are quite different in style to, to the Iron Man films in particular uh, certainly to Guardians and, and and then to the Avengers so I'm hoping it does still have like Stu said those kind of kind of nicer moments between the characters and maybe them playing out a little bit with dialogue, because obviously the trailers are always going to be based on action. It's it's a way to kind of draw the audience and get everyone excited. But I'd imagine the running release, I imagine it's two and a half hours. I imagine they pack a lot in. Yeah, I mean, it, this potentially could be one of the, oddly one of the most action-packed, but also one of the most personal films. Because there's obviously, none of the other films really have got this this deep-rooted friendship that's lasted as long. I mean, you've got Tony and Rhodey are friends, and we've got Hawkeye and Black Widow and what have you, but, you know, th- this friendship has, li- has survived death. They've both technically died and come back. You know, the, one was trying to kill the other. That You know, this friendship's gone through a lot across 60, 70 years. So it's a very, ep- I hate the word, but it's almost an epic story that they're trying to tell. This could be the conclusion of it because i i don't think they're gonna go full civil war where captain america dies at the end they, they've always said they don't follow the narrative of the comics perfectly they use the comics and then they they add a little, I, little bit i don't think they'll do that i i think it would cause too many problems because bearing in mind there's a lot of kids going to be watching this and i think it might <laughs> actually be a little bit too 
on Disney, especially Imagine the way if he dies. Because if they wanted to go full, full civil war, they've got to have introduced Sharon Carter, Agent 13, and she's barely been introduced. Because yeah. in the comics, she's actually the one that kills him. It looks like it's Crossbones who's been, he's having his mind controlled by Dr. Faustus, I think it is. But his sniper shot only grazes his cap. It's actually his wife who turns round and shoots him at the exact same time in the stomach with a pistol because she's been brainwashed as well. So as soon as she's done it, she doesn't know what's happened. So already they'd have to change it. I, I don't think they'd ever do that. I, I, I think it's I think, not I think Disney. Disney. It's not Disney. No. Do you know what I mean? Um, At the end of the day, it's Marvel through and through, but it's Disney who are back in this. And Disney it's, it's wouldn't Disney, kill off like it's that. It's Disney that have the ultimate say in this. Do you know what I mean? So they'll obviously give Marvel a certain certain level of free license, but they've got to think about their merchandise at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, you could and, see it now. You could have a Captain America doll with an exploding head. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Although Realistic boy, assassination. My little boy would probably love that. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> not at the um, dinner table, son. Not at the dinner table. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, I think everyone... We, we talked last week about kind of previewing and, and, and things to come. I think Civil War ranks as our, as our film for the year to, to oh, watch absolutely. out for. But you, you're a bit of a, a Deadpool is is creeping into things a little bit in that. So, well, it's soon for Deadpool, very soon now. So, what about you, Zach? We talked about last week, so we talked uh, Civil War, we talked Deadpool, we talked Doctor Strange, uh, Batman vs Superman, and Suicide Squad, along with a few others. What are you looking forward to most this year of those kind of films? Um, Well, I I am looking forward to them all, but um, Civil War is definitely the clearest the clearest one like that's 100% the one I'm most looking forward to Deadpool I've been waiting for this film for so long but whenever I watch a 20th century Fox Marvel film I just feel I just feel like I wish it was in the MCU instead yeah. <laughs> I just feel like like I just like ah uh, like I know this like another universe and like yeah we can enjoy this universe but Marvel were first on the scene and like the first time's always the best so it's even DC's like I was stoked to see the first Suicide Squad trailer and the first couple of Batman vs Superman trailers, but I'm just nowhere near as hyped. I'm uh, struggling to get especially, I'm struggling, especially with our, I thought Man of Steel was a really bad film. It was like the way the way DC are going with with it is you know like these superheroes, these like gods that are gonna create like mass destruction in every film. And one of the things that the that the fans said was that, like. There was too much destruction. Like it just looked silly, and it looks like they're going to do it again. You, know, I, I can't even remember what the, the villain's name is. The mutant guy. Oh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, like he just looks like he's going to eat buildings, and I just I can't be asked <laughs> with people eating buildings. Well, it, like he does in in the comics. I mean, Doomsday is as strong as Superman, so it's similar to. Yeah. You've got exactly. like, you know, people you've flying got... around hitting each other into buildings. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like great. Like, Hulk, by all means, take out four buildings. Don't take out four cities. Like, I'm not happy with that. That's just stupid. Because after like six fights, the world's ended. Yeah. So it's just like, and like, how has Metropolis been rebuilt so fast? Superman literally leveled it. So 
you know, I can't really get too hyped about it. I'm still, I'm still going to watch them because I'm just obsessed with superhero films at the moment. So, but MCU is just like I'm all the way MCU. Like they've got yeah. to just get everything right. It's like it's like bullets, like dick, dick, dick. Every single one is spot on. Yeah, we we we've said this plenty of times. Every film is a hit. They they managed to make Ant Man a, yeah. a hit film about a guy who talks to ants and can go <laughs> tiny. In, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, when you've got a god who controls lightning, you've got the Hulk who could eat buildings, you've got Iron Man who's got a suit that can do everything, and then you've got a guy who can talk to ants and go really small, and it made over <laughs> half a billion dollars. It was brilliant. It was hilarious. It had Michael Douglas in it, somehow de-aged by about 40 years. It was superb. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Everything they do is gold. Yeah, yeah. and Guardians. I mean, we're, oh, we're on our next pod's uh, Guardians, and, and, and for me, Guardians just... Guardians doesn't work on paper. You've got a human... No, you, not at all. Human, no, an alien, I'd never heard of them. A mutant raccoon and a frigging tree. Yeah, a and tree, it and it's got brilliant. one line. I'll what even put in brilliant. one other film, I'll put in one other film, which, as a dad, kind of works on a lot of levels. Big Hero 6 is a Marvel film. Um, and most people would think, oh, you know, it's it's just going to be a really terrible film. But again, if it's Disney and Marvel, they tend to it just get amazing. everything bang on. It really was. I, I watched that. A, a lot of people, I didn't watch it in the cinema, but lots of people said to me, look, trust me, because everyone likes Pixar films. Everyone likes yeah, yeah, yeah. Story and what have you. And they said, look, it's along those lines. It's funny. It's got the bits of sort of kid-friendly action, but it's got a good heart as well. And it's obviously, it's got the, the classic Marvel Disney look. You can buy a Baymax everything. You've oh, got, yeah, like, we, no, I've got all of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you must have no pillows in your house that aren't shaped like Baymax. Yeah, But he is, he's um, brilliant. You know, that's the thing. Like, if we talk about, you know, why we're all super excited about these films and why we've got trepidations about, about the DC films. Um, and I think you're right about Deadpool. I think if it was under the MCU... And maybe it wouldn't have been made though, do you know, because it is dark. I mean, it's obviously a Yeah, Marvel, it's a bit too you know? violent. I think the only reason yeah. it's being made is because it's in the sort of that, you know, 20th Century Fox's X Men universe. Well, My mate actually did make this point to me, saying that he doesn't think Marvel would have made it. No. That, you know, the, the rating was a bit, I, I think, would have been a bit I, high. I think Ryan I think, Reynolds said yeah. he wouldn't do it. I mean, the, the, he was one of the main driving causes behind it after that leaked test footage. And he said, I will only do it if it's graphic very rude and a lot of swearing because otherwise it's not Deadpool. It's so not Marvel Deadpool. wouldn't do it. And, and Ryan Reynolds is is perfect for that kind of role. I you know, he, you know, we talked we talked a lot about the Green Lantern failings and stuff, but um he's he's perfect for that kind of role. And you know, you said about Ant Man and, and, and its successes, but Paul Rudd's a big part of it. And I'm quite excited to see what Paul Rudd you know, keeps bringing to the table because I thought it was genius casting for Ant Man. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's actually a really, really good point to finish on, that Paul Rudd is amazing. He is, yeah. The one thing I'd like to just finish off on, this has been great, Zach. Thanks very much for coming on, man. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Pleasure's all mine, mate. It's yeah. nice to have someone else to talk to for once, because it's normally just me and Rory chatting oh, garbage geez, for an hour. <laughs> no offence. <laughs> Um, I would like to do plugs in the AI kind of tradition of things. So, Zach, you got anything to plug, mate? Uh, just uh, mine and Nick's uh, fantasy football uh, podcast. If you play fantasy football, uh, me and Nick get, to get together every Tuesday and record 
somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour's worth of podcasts talking about the game week that just went and previewing the game week that's just coming. So uh, yeah, it's that's excellent. A lot. That's it's a lot really of fun. good. It's really good. I, I mean, it doesn't make me any better at it, but it's still really good to listen to, mate. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm um, so up and down, so I can't really be giving t- too nah, many tips. Out yeah. <laughs> if I'd listened to that, I might not have left Dali Ali on my bench for the weekend, oh, which just gone where we made 13 I, points. I had him in as well. Yeah, I did. Have, I did. I did back Firmino as captain, so I did pretty well this weekend. In fairness, oh, nice, I'm nice. blowing it back a little. He's bit, been but... brilliant since I took him out my team, so he's exactly. on my shit list at the minute. Yeah, I think ever since Suarez left, though, I've just never really recovered. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> um, I would like. We've got a shiny new home on uh, the wonderful AI app um so it's our logo it's it's all of our podcasts so you can listen to uh, you can follow us at ai comic pod and me and Stu will be kind of tweeting quite regularly from there always up for interaction you know talk about what we're going to do next and, and get people on board and stuff so yeah we really appreciate all the following and and listens and everything so far so it's and been pretty good one more we another shameless plug we've also got a facebook page uh, we do it's pretty much along the same lines as the as the twitter page we're just going to put links to every episode all the previous five episodes are up there thanks to anyone that has already liked the page please do share it around we've got absolutely no problem with being shameless whores um and it maybe it's easier to have a bit of discussion on there because we haven't got a character limit so please do engage us rack our brains and yeah. just don't but I've been loving names. it man like we got we got Leroy who's great on the global pod um, came on and asked us about Daredevil today and whether we'd recommend it which we wholeheartedly do of course um, and that's the thing you know if anyone's you know people are coming onto these pods at different times listening to different ones um, and we do appreciate all the feedback and, and stuff we've had so far so it's been great yeah I think we'll call it a night on that one so thanks everyone for joining us hope you enjoyed yeah.